what time it is, if you know what day it is, that means it's another episode of the 3-in-1 Podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, home of the still-in-playoff contention Cleveland Browns, Woo! give it up for Ian Lamont Morgan. Thank you, thank you. Can I just say that Bake is the worst nickname of any player ever? <laughs> and joining us from Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the now out of playoff contention Cincinnati Bengals, Keith Turner Jr. Uh, listen, we won, and I really don't care. I really wouldn't have cared if we lost, because we need some help. But anyways, what's up, everybody? And here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan, fan of the team that cannot tank straight to the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> On our third string quarterback and doing our great late season run to ruin our draft pick. Congratulations, man. <laughs> I'm just, you know, Nick, Mark, Byron Mullins, whoever this is that's playing. I hey, he's really actually pretty he's, good, man. He's not bad. It's, it's so frustrating. Can he just be bad? Can we just... Can we just be like, can we go sign uh, Nathan Peterman for these last two games? I don't want to win. I don't care. Just can we get the top pick and stop playing? You y'all ruined Saquon Barkley for me last year. Y'all about to we're about to end up with the fifth best defensive lineman in this draft for some strange. I'm just pissed off. Can we just lose? Man, what I find this interesting. Malcolm like, coming with they, the fire today. Y'all had just got blown out by the Seahawks, like. A couple, a few weeks ago, and then just come back and suddenly have remedied whatever the situation is, man. Listen, you know man. who, I, you know who I blame, Richard Sherman. He got the team fired up because he wanted to beat his old team. Yep, he sure about. did. That's for probably sure. Right, He's probably busting the locker room like I'm going Crabtree. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, guys, how are y'all doing today? We're good. Great. We're good. Feeling uh, feeling festive. Feeling festive. That's right. Well, it is tis the season. Um, you guys, this is our last regular episode of the year of 2018. Um, this would be great if I had some montage of all of our greatest moments, but I don't. So just imagine all of the great moments we've had this year. <laughs> all of the great moments. Ian talking about Florida State profusely in our kickoff. <laughs> Malcolm missing his first three picks against the Kansas City Chiefs this season. And Keith, opening our our podcast in depressing fashion over seventy five percent of the time, talking about the Browns, it's the just Bengals. Been... See, that's how Sorry, bad you know they the are. Bengals. You know they're that yes. bad when you're confusing them with the Browns. Who is bad? I will say it. Well, the one thing I'm impressed about, and I saw this. I saw this. Uh, this is an official stats and info stat. Hugh Jackson has now led two teams to the bottom of the AFC North, and that's impressive. Let's give him a hand clap. Hugh Jackson, no one could have coached these teams like he is coaching them right now. Huey headlines, baby. Huey headlines. <laughs> that Hugh, something about the Huey is just sounds terrible. Uh. So let's get started with the NFL. We had a couple thrilling games this weekend. We'll start off with the one from Sunday. The Steelers holding off the Patriots in a big win for the Steelers who are trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. You guys, I saw some of the highlights from this game, um, mainly that interception uh, on what was kind of a screen pass to Antonio Brown um, and got knocked out in you know, this was just a really thrilling game, back and forth. Patriots had a chance at the end. What did you guys see as kind of the the keys to the Steelers getting this win? Well, first of all, uh, I would like to say I was the only one who predicted this this victory, uh, like I thought would happen. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, but I mean, we could have just waited for that segment, but that's cool. Go ahead. I mean, hey, I'm just all I'm saying. You know, I'm saying. You know, Malcolm, you want your props when you know, you know. That's when Absolutely. you bring up the scores. <laughs> but I, you know, it's in the flow of the show. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, at the end of the day, the the Steelers bent on defense but didn't break very often. I mean, Brady still had two seventy nine and a touchdown. Um, but I think the biggest piece is that they held, you know, the New England rushing attack. Uh, I think their leading rusher only had 50, Sony Michelle had 59 yards. Uh, so Pittsburgh's defense definitely rose to the occasion. 
Um, and I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to get ugly when, you know, I seen that long touchdown pass to Hogan, I believe it was in the first or second quarter, mm-hmm. um, that it looked like Pittsburgh secondary was just going to, you know, get eaten alive. Um, but they really, they really buckled down and, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it was, you know, it was kind of like a, a, a boring, but still good defensive type of game. Um, that none of us thought we I thought they both would have put up a few more points um, I think I predicted uh, well 24 21 so I wasn't far off but um but yeah I mean I think it's uh it showed that Pittsburgh definitely can play some good defense when they need to and, and it also shows um that Brady is definitely not connecting with uh some of the other receivers like you know he would like to um I know Gronk had like five targets uh he only connected with two of them with Gronk um, and there was, you know, there were some drop passes I seen, you know, from James White and some other guys. So it just didn't look like the Patriots were at the top of their game. So, uh, Pittsburgh took, took advantage of that and, uh, they won the ball game. So it was, it was a good game though. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> not, not whatever to you, just whatever to this game, man. This game is whack. Bill Belichick still has it out for the Browns. And so um, you see the Patriots drop a game to the Steelers that the Steelers were trying to give them. Um, it, it was not, you know, there was there was nothing special about what Pittsburgh did. Uh, shout out to Jalen Samuels. He did fill in very, very well for James mm-hmm. Conner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to think that Mike Maybe Tomlin. Maybe on who? Right. Maybe was, on who? Starting to think Mike Tomlin is the uh, Brad Stevens of the NFL, and he could just plug in running backs like Brad Stevens does his quarter is uh, his point guards. But um, no, I, I think the Patriots definitely had um, they they had too many different things that were odd to me. James White only gets two touches out of the backfield, um, um, and you know Sonny Michelle's not not killing it. Like you know, I remember there was a lot of excitement about him around midseason, and I think he's. I don't know. He's progressed to be exactly what it is that, you know, that I always thought he was, which was a middle of the pack running back. But um, does that mean it's a little a little Denny Green in there? He is who we thought he was. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, uh, just I don't know. Uh, Like like Keith mentioned, you know, Tom threw for 279, but it was the. I'm getting I'm getting Michael Jordan with the Wizards vibes. I'm getting Jeez. yeah yeah he he might give us 19 or 20 a night. May you know every now and again go for go for 50 or something like that. But what is his baseline? And right now I mean his baseline is average. His baseline is is pretty good. It's not Tom Brady good. Uh, so I mean I, I think he's playing his age. I think we you know you'll you'll start seeing talks pick up about him retiring. Um, but this game was kind of indicative of him playing his age, uh, missed some really key throws, threw off his back foot a couple of times. Uh, the, the interception of Joe Hayden, he just really floated it up there. It was bad. I'm talking bad mechanics. I'm talking about bad um, 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 follow-through and basics, things that, you know, you expect from good quarterbacks, and, and let alone Tom Brady, who, you know, arguably is the greatest of all time. So, uh, it was it was a tough loss. I am biased, of course, as a Browns fan, but uh, you got to tip your hat to Pittsburgh because they, you know, they put on their hard hats. Um, I think you know them having the rushing success that they did kept the time of possession pretty much even out. It was pretty much an even split, which is important. Uh, you cannot give New England an edge, uh, extra possessions, and uh, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, it, it really, if you look at the, the Pittsburgh game plan, especially in the passing game, they really look to limit Rob Gronkowski for making an impact on this game. Um, you look at his stats, two uh, receptions, 21 yards, five targets in that game. Um, you know, if you're a Patriots fan or a Patriots offensive staff um, member, you're not happy with those numbers. But the, the Steelers really made an effort to um, double team him when they could. And then when he was on the outside, they put corners on him um and you saw yeah. joe hayton get that late interception former brown um <laughs> getting there right that late interception on them and uh you know i think you know tom's had a pretty good year this year but i think he's just at that age now where he can't lift up his a weak group of receivers um whereas in previous years you could roll out 
any Jim Bob, Joey, whoever out there, and he could yeah. make them look good. Similar to, to Aaron Rodgers um, in previous years, but um, he just can't do that. I mean, Josh Gordon was nearly <laughs> invisible in this game. Um, you know, Julian Edelman had a, had a decent game. Chris Hogan had the one big play, but other than that, um, the receivers really, no one really jumps off at you. Yeah. Um, so it makes it easier for these offenses to kind of key in on, on Gronk. And without a real consistent vertical threat, there's no, there's no, you know, no one for this defense to really be worried about outside of that. So Pittsburgh had a good game plan. They came in strong. One thing that's going to be interesting, especially as we get into the playoffs, because I do believe, you know, the Patriots will eventually win the division and get into the playoffs. They're three and five on the road. All five of their losses have come on the road this year. Mm. Um, And as it stands now, they will have to play one to two. Uh, road games in the playoffs and so yep. that could loom large for them um entering the playoffs and, and getting into some tougher competition yep that's a that's good Malcolm. that's good to know it so we'll talk a little bit more about playoff scenarios in a little bit but let's go ahead and get to the other big game this weekend the chargers taking Ooh. down the kansas city chiefs in another in another shootout exciting game you guys Great what were your impressions of this one yeah, shootout is is definitely the right word. I enjoyed this game through and through. Um and I got to give it to the Chargers. Uh what they are able what they've been able to do without Melvin Gordon um who uh, what is it, sprained MCL he, and he I think he was mm-hmm. he could have came back this week. Um but looking to make a comeback. I don't know if they should not uh shut him down till the playoffs cuz I think they've got that one of the, that, that first wild card spot locked up. Or maybe they have not. a playoff berth, that's for sure. Yeah, they, they have a playoff, playoff berth yeah. locked. Yeah. And they're still, oh, gotcha, they're gotcha, still gotcha. in they're in uh contention for the number one seed too. Yep. Yeah. And so but yeah, so th- they definitely got things to play for. But yeah, it has been impressive to see what they've been able to do. Um Phillip Rivers, you know, is it's interesting. Um I've kind of seen him as in, you know, he's gotten his due, but kinda in the shadows of Drew Brees leaving and having all that great success in New Orleans, but I mean, this guy is probably maybe one of the top 15, 20 quarterbacks. Mm. Um, just, just you know, if you're looking at statistically and, and you know, what he's been able to do yeah. um, through the LT years and, you know, Antonio Gates being a standout. And now here we are uh, um, dealing with this group. But, uh, yeah, the fourth quarter, uh, the momentum that they had and, and, you know, that back and forth uh, uh, between between he and Patrick Mahomes and, and you know, these offenses – uh, high-powered offenses and uh, the the decision to go for two. Uh, My goodness, uh, that that last touchdown of the game, um, and I was watching this in real time. And honestly, uh, in, in years past, and and honestly, even this year, going up against KC, I think most of the teams in the NFL are kicking that field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But you know, that was a gutsy call, and that was a sensitive to the game flow call. Uh, because the Chiefs defense, who hasn't been great all year, but they were not, uh, uh, they were not stopping them, and you could just see it in Philip Rivers' eyes, uh, see it in those guys' eyes. They believe, and uh, I didn't know how legit this team was until this game. So, definite statement game to me. Look, when a guy with however many kids Philip Rivers has tells Nine. you you're going to win the My game, goodness. you believe him. You freaking believe him. Yeah. Like the whole Brady bunch. Good lord. <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, obviously I picked the the Chiefs in this one because my rule for the rest of the year <laughs> is I'm never picking against the Chiefs, um, and I was almost right, if not for the last four seconds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been really, really surprised with how well the the Chargers have played this year. Um, you know, for whatever reason, they fell under the radar, um, but Melvin Ingram has had a big year. Um, Philip Rivers obviously is in the MVP conversation. Him, Mahomes, Andrew Brees. Um, you know, you have to be impressed with that. And, you know, the play, Anthony Lynn, um, no one is talking about him, but they should be for coach of the year. Yep. Um, you know, Sean McVay's been getting a lot of the headlines. Andy Reid's getting a lot of credit for Kansas City. But Anthony Lynn has really gone under the radar this year and has had as, as good a season as anybody. Um, and, yeah, they were able to, to kind of stem the tide without Melvin Gordon. I know we talked last week that it was going to be tough for the Chargers if he didn't play. 
Um, but they found a way to get just enough from the running game. Um, yeah. Got a couple touchdowns on the ground. Um, obviously, the big uh, call to go for two. Um, you know, and that and that is with Philip Rivers getting sacked five times um, in this game as well. Um, you know, it's rare that you know you have a kind of a sack deficit of five to two um, for these teams, and they were able to overcome that. Um, and both teams had some turnover issues, but came down to it, the Chargers did just enough and are now putting themselves in a really good position to have home field advantage going into the playoffs, which in the AFC, when the weather can be bad um, in certain parts of the country, especially Pittsburgh and New England, mm-hmm. um, that could be a huge advantage um, this time of year. Yeah, I think I think it was huge that they, you know, they held Kansas City uh, to 60 yards rushing overall. And don't get me wrong, Damian Williams um, really you know, stepped up. Um, he really yeah, stepped up. Um, but, you know, they held them to 60 yards rushing. And on top of that, 234. Um, wait, I'm sorry. No, uh, 294 total yards. Against mm. Patrick Mahomes in that offense is a victory. Um, yeah. I mean, this guy, he's he's known to put up 300-plus yards in these games. So um, that was a big, a big accomplishment uh, for the Chargers. I think them having Joey Bosa back is huge because it's getting mm. pressure, you know, um, from the defensive line where earlier in the year they were struggling a little bit without him. Um so, and the thing that's mind-boggling is, you know, they had two turnovers, two bad throws from Phillip Rivers, and they still pulled out the victory. Kansas City didn't have – they didn't have a turnover. Um, so, you know, like you guys talked about, gutsy performance, gutsy calls um, toward the end of the game. Mike Williams was absolutely special. Two touchdowns through the air um, receiving, and then, you know, a, a touchdown rushing as well. Um, he was a fantasy dream uh, this this past week. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Melvin Gordon. But uh, don't count the uh, Chargers out, especially depending. I think Kansas City still has one tough game, I think, left. Yeah, they got the Seahawks coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the Seahawks win at home, it's going to be uh, tough sledding for the Chiefs, especially with the Chargers. Uh, having the Ravens, uh, not to not to say the Ravens are a slouch, um, but having the the Ravens and Broncos two winnable games, that that uh, I'm circling that Seahawks matchup because if they lose, uh, I think the Chargers are going to get that uh, that division. Man, I, I think at some point we really have to, uh, you know, key in and consider the how the gravity of the loss um, of Kareem Hunt. Yep. But, mm-hmm. but on the flip side, Malcolm, like you said, um, to win three straight games and yeah. go what uh, the Steelers, Bengals, and now the Chiefs without Melvin Gordon, uh, if that don't get some Coach of the Year talk, I don't know what will. Yeah, mm, I was I was about to do a little pun, but um, mm, mm, mm. I'm not gonna do it. Um, all right, well let's switch gears to. Um, the former Super Bowl champions who's who are desperately holding on to their playoff hopes. Real quick, Nick Foles came in to replace Carson Wentz, um, who had the uh, back-neck injury last week, um, and led them to a big win this week, keeping their playoff hopes alive. Yep. Are the Eagles better off with Nick Foles or Carson Wentz? Oof. Oh, my goodness. It's tough. Um, gosh, go I- ahead, bro. It, it it's really tough to say, but I'd say you sit Wentz and call him injured, and see how see how Foles does in this offense. Because even if he's not a better player, he seems to be better for for the Philly offense. Yeah, I mean, this is tough because I feel like Carson Wentz gets a lot more pressure, um, and I feel like the defenses are just swarming on him. Uh, whereas I feel like other, de- you know, opposing defenses are kind of allowing Foles to, you know, um, sit in the pocket and like, okay, Foles, you're going to have to beat us with your arm. And and this week he did, you know, 270 yards. He, he did not throw a touchdown, um, but he found Alshon Jeffrey eight times for 160 yards. It seems like Foles just has a better grip on uh, this offense for some reason. I have no idea why. 
Carson Wentz is the better athlete. He can make plays with his feet a little bit better than Foles. Um, but Foles finds the receivers. Um, 24-31 is a pretty efficient day. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So as much as I would hate to say it, like I would probably roll with Foles too. Mm. Well, that's the interesting thing. Sometimes having mobility and athleticism can be a big detriment to you because you know that you can kind of get out of out of trouble or try to get out of trouble. Whereas a guy like Nick Foles, who's who's what he's got to be what six five six six, has yeah. got that good size, and you know, even though it doesn't seem like he's getting pressure, he there are people around him, but he can kind of withstand that a little bit more, similar to like a Ben Roethlisberger, who's never been super athletic. But even with people draped on him, even in traffic, he still stands tall and is able to, to muscle balls where they need to go. Um, and so Nick Foles knowing, okay, I can't run, but I can stand up in this pocket as long as I need to to get this ball out. Um, I think that makes a difference. And for whatever reason, him and Alshon Jeffrey have a really good chemistry. Um, yeah. Like you said, Keith, you saw it in the numbers today. Eight, eight catches, 160 yards. Yep. Um, didn't have a touchdown, but they have that chemistry and that trust. Um, you know, and Nick Nick Foles does have a, a, a really good arm for NFL quarterback, yeah, so he definitely. can kind of whip the ball up there, get the ball up there to uh, spots where Alshon Jeffrey can get it. Um, and it's just really interesting how things have kind of come full circle for him. Um, you know, he was there early in his career, and people thought that he might have been the future quarterback uh, for the Eagles. They traded him away. They trade him for him back <laughs> and then he leads him to a Super Bowl and then even yeah. this year all people wanted to talk about is is Carson Wentz coming back when is he coming back mm-hmm. and it, it just never quite clicked and now Foles gets an opportunity and they get a big win against a very tough um Rams team very um yeah um you know imagine if if Foles is able to lead them back into the playoffs after basically being left for dead what kind of conversations do you have about bringing Carson Wentz back yeah, definitely. I mean, and I I do think it's it's worth mentioning. Uh, it's, it's not like Carson Wentz, uh, like the it's not like the Eagles would not have won the last game against the Cowboys, um, had it not been for their defense just disappearing down the stretch. Because Wentz two twenty eight three touchdowns. Um, so you know if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't eat them alive, you know mm-hmm. they they win with Wentz in that in that previous game. So it's not that he's playing terribly. It's just a matter of command and feel. It felt like a different Philly team out on the field yeah. on Sunday. Yep, and I mean, and and who's, I was just going to say, Go who's to say that the Eagles win the Super Bowl with wins? Yeah. I mean, it's just, who knows? You know, um, he was he was special last last playoffs, uh, Foles was. So, uh, man, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough, y'all. Absolutely. I mean, because well, as, as a Bengal fan, I would love to have Carson Wentz. <laughs> Good God Almighty! I was about, I to, I was about to ask. To <laughs> you always faithful with the with the Bengals plug. You cannot say that Keith is not on it. Oh my gosh, he's ready to get rid of everybody else. <laughs> at this point. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about some updated playoff scenarios in the AFC. Um, the Chiefs and the Chargers have both clinched the divi- their a playoff spot. Um, no division clinched there yet. The Texans still ahead in the AFC South. Patriots ahead in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers ahead by a razor-thin margin in the AFC North. Right now, the top two teams left are the Steelers, or, excuse me, are the, the Ravens and the Colts. How do you guys see these standings holding up? Well, last week I was completely wrong because I thought the Dolphins would carry some of the momentum they had after beating New England and all that over, and they just got destroyed. Um, and then last last week we all predicted the Cowboys would beat the Colts, and the Colts beat the crap out of the Cowboys. <laughs> um, so it, this AFC is tough for me. Um, yeah. The Colts have the Giants and the Titans left. Two very winnable games, even though the Titans game is on the road. Um, so, ah, gosh, man. Um, and let me let me back that up. The Colts are just outside the playoffs. The Ravens and the Chargers slash Chiefs are the are the wild card teams. Yes. 
Um, and right now, as I see it, Baltimore still has the Chargers and the Browns, which are going to be very, two very tough games. Um, and both could go either way, depending on how Lamar Jackson is going to play. So I'm going to say the Colts are going to get in because the Ravens are going to lose once. So that's what I'm going with. I'm sticking with it. Uh, I think the Colts defensively and offensively will be able to do enough uh, to win both of those. I just think the Ravens, like, they, they have to travel to, you know, the Chargers, to L.A. So uh, I think that's, go- that's going to be a game that's going to tell it all. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Lamar Jackson is going to be able to do against this Chargers defense. Um, and the Browns are still going to be hungry. They're still going to fight. So it's going to be it's going to be some fun football to watch, fellas. Who do you have winning the AFC West? Um, Char- Chargers or Chiefs? Uh, um, Chargers. No explanation, is it? Yeah, because I think they're going to beat the Ravens, and I think they're going to beat the Broncos, and I think the Chiefs might just lose. They have the Seahawks and the Raiders. I think they may lose to the Seahawks this this upcoming Sunday, especially after the Seahawks just lost, and they're at home. Seahawks are very tough to beat at home. Yeah, Chiefs are going to lose to Seattle, uh, to Seattle and uh, the Chargers are going to win out and win and win the division. And so then, then the Chiefs will have um, one of the wild card spots, uh, and then the the Colts will have a second. All right. Who you got, uh, Ian? Um, by obligation, I got the Browns. Uh, oh, my AFC goodness. North. Do you even, uh, do you even know, know the machinations that will have to happen for them to get the playoffs? To, to, to get that wild card spot? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not worried about it. They will beat. Um, they, they'll win out. Uh, they'll beat the Bengals. They'll beat the Ravens. Uh, they'll have that. They had that uh, that whole tiebreaker business against the Ravens, so they'll be done. Um, and whatever else needs to happen will happen. The stars <laughs> will align, and that'll take place. If not, in an alternate universe, um, uh, my my yeah, my picks don't really change. Still got the Steelers winning the North. Um, as far as the uh, the West, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Um, Mainly because the Chargers have to lose to the Ravens. Uh, no, I mean I'm sorry. They'll, they'll beat the Ravens, but um, I do think the Chargers will drop that last game against the Broncos. Oh, oh my goodness! And, At home, and I think, yep. Oh my lord! I, I'm, I'm thinking defense is always a great, uh, a great ingredient to play spoiler, and uh, I think Denver's got the makeup to do that. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got the Chiefs winning the uh, winning the West uh, wild card spots. Um, yeah, I got Chargers, and uh, what I'm debating, whew, I think Colts. Yep, I'm with you. I think Colts. I I, I want to go with it. I want to go a different direction, but I just don't see things playing out like they need to. With uh, who else is in there? Miami. So you have you have Chargers and Colts as your wildcard teams. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Unfortunately, but that's in another dimension where the Browns are not in because we're gonna make it, baby. Oh <laughs> my lord! Oh, here we go. Cleveland um, at seven. Cleveland at seven. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I still think the Ravens are gonna get in there. Um. Defense is playing really well. The team has gotten a little bit of a spark from Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't know how it's going to happen. I just think that they will. Although that Colts win against Dallas kind of messed up my original thinking because I thought what, they were going to lose that game. What a big win for them. Yeah, that was huge. Um, and I think the – look, I'm not picking against the Chiefs anymore ever. So the Chiefs are going to win the division. <laughs> uh, and have home field and Arrowhead is a great home field to have in the playoffs. Yes, it yeah. is. Um, that is a tough place to play. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I think that's going to go. And then let's go to the NFC as I get that pulled up. All right, man, oh, um, man, oh, man. Saints clinched, Rams clinched, mm-hmm. Bears clinched. Yep. Cowboys are right now in the driver's seat in the AFC, in the NFC East. And then Seattle 
and Minnesota are holding the two wild card spots with Philly right on the outside. And somehow, some way, the Washington Redskins are also sitting right there, even though they don't have a quarterback right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, what do you guys think about this about the NFC? Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. I I, I wanted to give it to you. I really, truly did. Um, but you you can't – I have no confidence in a team that can't show up like that yeah. against, against the Colts. Yep. Um, it's, it's not a sin to lose to the Colts. It is a sin to get blown out uh, <laughs> by the Colts. And not um, score. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 there's, there, I'm sorry. That's what I meant, shutout against the Colts. So, uh, Bucks. I would love to say that Dallas would have that. Their defense had, had kind of been, I don't want to say their calling card, but had been yeah. strong. Um, but, I, hey, I, I, this is the type of game. You see Jameis Winston go crazy. Um, I don't I don't know what's going on in, in Dallas. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put Philly there. That That's I, I am going to pick the Eagles to win out. Uh, take care of the Texans. I know that's a strong, that's a Ooh. tall order, Mm-mm. but uh, but I think I think if, especially if they got a you know a whole week of prep, uh, dealing with dealing with falls and and get a game plan going against this Houston uh, front. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Eagles to 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 win those last couple games and take that division. Um, and my wild card picks are going to be Seahawks and oh Lord God. I guess I can go. I could. I guess I could go Cowboys there. Then I think. Uh, yeah, I think Seahawks and Cowboys will win. Uh, we'll take the wild card. Yeah. Uh, oh. Um. I think the Cowboys are still going to win the division. They've got a. They've got Tampa Bay and New York. Yep. To end the season. Um, I don't trust either one of those teams. You can't trust. You trust those two teams. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I think that they're in. Uh, they're in. Um, man, Minnesota's sitting right there, and that's the team that I picked early in the year. But I just, I don't have faith in them at all. Um, you know, this this week, obviously, they had the new offensive coordinator taken over, and they got right back to the running game. Dalvin Cook had a huge game this past week. Um, they have the. They have. Um, who do they have left on their schedule? Sorry. Um, the Vikings have. Okay. I'm having issues pulling up their schedule. Um, I want oh, to pick you the, said Vikings. the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings. Oh. Um, they've got left the Lions and the Bears. Oof. The Bears, which those New York football giants just took out a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, but the, this is the division winning Bears now. This is a different Bears yep. than that. Okay, okay. Than that team. Um, man, that Khalil Mack trade. Um, man, I may have to go. I may actually go Philly, Seattle, and Philly. Mm. Um, as the last two, I don't know what that means. Texans, eh. I don't, Texans may drop one, but I don't know. But they're definitely they should beat the the, the Redskins. But who know that team makes no sense to me. Um, how they won this week, I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna go with Cowboys win the division in the AFC East. I'm gonna go with Seahawks, and then I'm gonna go. I'll go Eagles just to be different. Um. All right. Um, Dallas, I definitely have winning out. Um, even though I feel like that Giants game could be a sleeper game. Um, one of those games that can creep up on Dallas, especially it's at New York. So I wouldn't be shocked, but regardless, I'm going to pick Dallas, uh, of course, Chicago, New Orleans, LA, Seattle, um, will lock up their, spots this weekend in my opinion at home against the Chiefs um it'll be I think that'll be a very fun game I can't wait and I am honestly going back and forth with this because I really don't trust Minnesota but they 
I think they definitely can beat the Lions, but I don't know what Bears team they're going to get because yeah. the Bears could be resting. Um, since they can't get a first-round bye, they haven't won enough games. Um, well, wait, I guess they could. Well, no, because I think New Orleans just – yeah, New Orleans just beat – yeah, they, just um, won. they just won, so that'll make them what twelve and two? Yeah, twelve and mm-hmm. two. So Chicago will not be able to get you know home field throughout. So to me, they'll probably rest. Which if they rest their players, Minnesota could beat them and sneak in. Um, I'm too worried about Philly playing Houston this weekend. That defensive front is something serious. I think they'll get enough pressure on Foles. Uh, to force a couple turnovers that could cost them. <sighs> so I guess I'll go with Minnesota as the other wild card team. Mm. Um, I I really want to choose Philly, but not with the Texans. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, does anybody know offhand who owns the tiebreaker if uh, the Bears and Saints should tie up with the same record? No idea at all. Nope. Not at all. Well, I, it would. Ooh, yeah, I don't know, honestly. Because they didn't play this year. No, they have not. Would but it be usually, conference record? Usually, it's. Uh, I can't remember if it's division re- record or conference record is oh, the first yeah, tiebreaker. Yeah. I can't remember. It might be division record, and is the first tiebreaker. And right now, they have the same division record. Um, and. As of right now, they have they have they will have the same um, conference record. So I don't know where it goes. After that. <laughs> it's gonna be a crazy ride, but I'm yeah. remember y'all, the Cowboys. Don't trust them. Mm-mm. Don't trust them. They gotta bounce back after that future performance. They, they better. I mean, not that Jason Jason Garrett is, is the new Marvin Lewis. He's not going anywhere, so he has no incentive to coach well because he's not going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, well, let's switch gears to the NBA. Um, we're going to talk about this crazy trade situation in Phoenix slash Washington. Um, Friday night news broke. There's a three-team trade between the Memphis Grizzlies, the Washington Wizards, and, the, and, and um and the Phoenix Suns involving Trevor Ariza, Kelly Oubre, somebody with the last name Brooks, and a bunch of other players no one cares about. <clears throat> and Scott Brooks. <laughs> it's Scott Brooks, Brooks Thompson, <laughs> all types of Brooks. Um, and so first the detail was that um, Dylan Brooks from Memphis was going to Phoenix. And then somebody else, I believe it was, I don't know if it was Woj or somebody else, said, no, it's Marshawn Brooks that is going from Memphis to Phoenix. And then the deal was canceled because because uh, Memphis said they were only talking about sending Marshawn Brooks and Phoenix saying, we don't want Marshawn Brooks, we only wanted Dylan Brooks. Um, so the trade got nixed. Um, and then stories started coming out that, that – Phoenix and Memphis never talked to each other. They only talked through Washington, and it was Washington who messed up the details. Phoenix said they only pulled medicals on Dylan Brooks because that's the only player they talked about. And then Memphis says we have we never brought up Dylan Brooks in these trade talks at all, ever, at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, the deal ended up getting done, um, but only between Washington and Phoenix with Kelly Oubre um, going over to Phoenix and Trevor Reza going to Washington. Um, so guys, what in the cluster world F happened here? <laughs> Good Lord. Who would have thought Marsha in 2018, Marshawn Brooks would break up a trade in the NBA? That was the cra- <laughs> That was the craziest part to me. I was like, Marshawn Brooks is out here being the difference maker. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It was, it, this was much, much needed. NBA entertainment. <laughs> this season has been full of it, um, full of off-field stuff, full of front office stuff. That's just that's just wild. Like I've never heard of. First of all, the middleman team being the broker of the deal. I, right. I, I guess it's, it's not. I mean, it's not far fetched, but to the point where you don't even talk to the other team in the deal to confirm yeah. that y'all are talking about the same player. 
it was just great um, getting getting notifications. It, it's it's a wonderful time for the social media age because you get one <laughs> and it's like oh crazy trade. So you start getting your, your your mental takes and everything ready, only to get that next notification that ah, but it might be next. <laughs> and then the deal is off. And so you know, while I was confident that uh, eventually it would still go through because they've already talked to these players. Oh my gosh! Interviews after the game with Austin Rivers and Kelly Oubre about being traded, and then, and then all the other craziness going on. So they had to make the move. Um, it's interesting though. Uh, I wonder why they could not just make that trade up front the way they ended up doing. Um, Somebody really didn't like Marshawn Brooks on that uh, Apparently, man. <laughs> Poor Dylan Brooks, man. <laughs> you know. But anyway, it's it's a uh, no. It was it was it was entertaining, um, especially for a trade that I think ultimately does not make a difference for the Washington yeah. Wizards. Oh, oh my gosh, talk about um, a trade that does not matter. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> a waste for Trevor Ariza because. Uh, he really is kind of a, a great, great, great veteran piece that was much coveted. Um, you know, I, I want to send some, uh, you know, send some some flowers to LeBron James. I know that he's in in mourning right now at the fact that he won't get Trevor Ariza. But nah, funny stuff, man. It just gives me hope for the rest of the season to come. Just imagine a scenario where, so uh, allegedly, so uh, three are. Two of these teams were playing um, the night that the trade was was going down. <laughs> right, um, right. So imagine your Kelly Oubre and Austin Rivers are reportedly they're being consoled by teammates after hearing they were being traded. You know, probably making travel plans, calling their family members. Hey, we going to Memphis, we going to wherever. Da da da. You know, everybody says their goodbye, cleaning out their locker. GM comes running down the hallway. Hey guys, um, man, this is a. Uh, this is weird. Um, you guys are traded, um, so you can get your stuff, put it back. Um, our bad. We are cancel your flights. You're good. Oh, okay, good guys. I'm back. Oh, he's back, man. Kelly, Kelly, Austin. Um, go ahead and go ahead and get your stuff. But here the box. Give them the boxes back, and we just go. Um, go ahead and get your stuff. Let's talk out here in the hall. <laughs> we just gonna talk oh. out here real quick. <laughs> Everything's good. We just gonna talk out here real quick. <laughs> Man, you definitely you, you you can't write this stuff. No, you can't. Um, that'd be a great show. The Hard Knocks, uh, Washington would have been great this week. Um, and then imagine being you know Marshawn Brooks and Dylan Brooks, and you show up to practice, and the GM's like, "Guys, let's have a good practice," and you just stare at your GM like, "Really?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I just replayed the Will Smith uh, Fresh Prince scene. <laughs> right. He, he, he don't, why he don't want why do, me? Why don't nobody want me, man? <laughs> right. Seriously. <laughs> Any takes, Keith? Uh, no, I mean, you guys said it all, honestly. I just, I can't believe this happens in a professional world. Like, how? How does this happen? Um, this is, yeah. How do you guys not have, you know, the right, you know, information, right players before you send that out to press. Like it just, who got fired for this? Number one, like <laughs> who got fired for this? Um, so I don't know. I just, like you guys said, it's not Trevor Reza going to the Wizards. Whoop-de-doodle-doo. Um, breaking news, guys. Breaking, this is such timely breaking news. By the way, right now, Austin Rivers is being waived by the Phoenix Suns. I'm over here laughing because I'm just like, <laughs> poor Austin, man. Oh, he, is, shoot. he has been waived. He will not be. Didn't they need a point guard? I don't understand. What's oh, exactly. The only point guard on the roster now. <laughs> Yo, know, this this just goes on to oh confirm like Phoenix has no idea what they're doing. They have no oh idea. Gosh. Shout out nope. to the game on Saturday between Phoenix and <laughs> Washington. You are you serious? Yep, they play Saturday. Well, I'm watching. I'm buying league pass just to watch that. Game. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Oubre drops fifty seven <laughs> right, against the right. Wizards. <laughs> Trevor Reza goes for 63. <laughs> but this Double revenge is game. No. Keith, if if we hadn't experienced it here in Cleveland with uh with Sashi Brown, 
then yeah, I would have been um I would have been surprised, but you know, when you can't when you can't trade a player or you can't acquire a player successfully because you don't send the facts through and you get off the phone and you celebrating, like yeah, I'm, anything's possible. Anything's well, possible. Anything's right. possible. So I was listening, I was uh heard story from Bobby March who works for ESPN, formerly worked in the New York or excuse me, the then New Jersey Nets organization. And he had two not similar but interesting trade stories to go with this. One, they were trading um to get um they were trying to get the number two overall pick from Chicago, agreed yeah. to a trade, and then they got into the trade call with the league and Chicago's like, Yeah, we're giving away our 16th pick and they're like no we wanted the number two pick is like, oh no we didn't say we were giving you the number two pick we were going to give you the second of our first round picks <laughs> <laughs> and so then the, the trade got nixed another one the nets were a third team in a trade where minnesota it was you know a couple minor players and they um bought a pick from i think it was minnesota for a pretty significant amount of money trade went through and they went to go draft the player but then the league's like, no, you can't actually draft this player. This guy isn't in the draft. Oh, Lord. So they went to go draft this. I believe, I can't remember the guy's name. He was some African player that wasn't even in the draft. So they bought, did all this work, made this trade official, bought this pick for a significant, like, $200,000, $300,000 to draft a player that wasn't even draft eligible. Where are these? Where do they post these front office positions? <laughs> like, I'm Great out list. here... I can read. I can write. <laughs> right. Remember names. Yeah, I'm I'm available. I know that just because your last name is Brooks doesn't mean that you're the Brooks that I'm thinking of. Right. It's crazy, man. We're going to give you Jerome James. LeBron James. Yes, we're getting right. LeBron <laughs> James, guys. <laughs> the, the franchise is saved. <laughs> Goodness. We thought we were getting LeBron, not Jerome. Yeah. Oh, man. That's why the salaries match so well. Luther James has been acquired in the trade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a couple more NBA topics. Um, you know, we're over a quarter of the way through the season. Who are you guys' most surprising teams this year? Uh, or surprising I just, team? I just got to continue to, you know, you got to talk about the uh, the Clippers. Um, you know, they they started out hot. Four and six in their last ten, so it's not like they're you know they're playing amazing ball, but uh, for them to still be number five in that Western Conference is impressive. Um, so you know, got to give them their due there. Um, and I'm not surprised just to go Eastern Conference. I'm not surprised to see the Pacers have rebound, uh, but they did get off to a slow start. I think they were about twelve and eight, and uh, now they're sitting at twenty and ten. So. Uh, they've, they've come out strong. They just got Victor Oladipo back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not expecting them to slow down. I think that this team is built uh, to bang and battle with those other teams at the top of that Eastern Conference. And um, I know we talked about it in our pregame. I was anticipating a great five-way battle uh, for the top of the Eastern Conference between Raptors, Bucks, Pacers, Sixers, and Celtics. And it's shaping up that way. So, uh, not surprised, but I'm just glad to see things unfolding how I was hoping. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, listeners, for those of you who do not know, let me repeat myself again. He's a hater. Um, I don't care about basketball right now because I am all – listen, let me tell you guys something. I am in the fantasy Super Bowl this week. All I care about this week is making sure my lineups are right so that I can win this money. Y'all hear me? Um, But but, there's no such thing as a fantasy Super Bowl. Oh, oh, there is. Um, And it's all on the line this Sunday. So next week, if you guys hear me, if I'm not in a good mood, it's probably because I didn't win. But I, I think I think I have a good shot. Listen, let me tell you this much. I would not have thought in a million years that if I look up right now, the Denver Nuggets would be at the top of the Western Conference. Um, what? What'd you guys say? No, no I just no. said true. All right. So um, the fact that they are twenty and nine, they just beat the Raptors, who is another hot team right now. Um, 
you know, Jokic is playing really well. So that's all I got, really. I think that the Nuggets, the Nuggets being the top of the conference, um, playing the way they are and beating good teams while doing it, um, they, they need to get their road, their road um, game together. They're, you know, they're 12 and three at home while being eight and six on the road. Um, you know, but I mean, they're averaging 109 points a game. It's it's looking good for them right now. Now, will they maintain this level of play all season? Yet to be determined. But um, they are they probably are my surprise. And then on top of that, I did not think Toronto would gel this well this mm, early. Yeah. Um, I mean, good God, Kawhi Leonard looks like the Kawhi Leonard of old. Um, offensively, defensively. Um, that team is looking really well. So, I mean, those two are the surprises. Not to say that we didn't think Toronto would be good later on, but I didn't think they would start the season 23-9. and nine. Um, You know, 11-4 and four at home uh, and then 12-5 and five on the road. So they're playing well everywhere, averaging 114 points a game. So I'm interested to see what Toronto, this new head coach, what all they're going to do the rest of the season. Um, yeah. So after football season, after the Super Bowl, I can't wait to see. <laughs> I will, the one thing that's concerning about the Raptors is that playoff Kyle Lowry has already appeared, and that is not a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> playoff Kyle Lowry is garbage. Yes, um, he is. All right. So my surprising teams. Um, let's start off in the West. Um, I'm going to go negative surprise. The Utah Jazz at 14 and 17. Um, they've just been a real disappointment. Donovan Mitchell hasn't quite taken that next step. His efficiency has gone down. Um, and if he's not rolling, this team has a lot of issues scoring the ball. And defensively, they haven't been the same. Um, they've seemed to have a lot more issues adjusting to the new hand checking rules, or excuse me, the new emphasis on the hand checking rules. Um, and offensively, they just haven't really gotten it, it rolling yet. Um, you know, last year they did make a late season push. So I expect them to eventually get into the playoffs, but obviously conversation of them being a top two, three, four seed is obviously out. They're going to have a lot of work to do to just get into the playoffs. Um, And then my other um, surprise team is going to be Detroit basketball. Um, Obviously, you know the talent, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, but I challenge you to name three other players on the Pistons. Um, because this roster is a hodgepodge of players nobody wants. Um, so I'm really impressed that Dwayne Casey has kind of got them playing well. They got off to a hot start, kind of cooled off, but are still in the playoff hunt. Um, I would love to see them get um, a wing or a point guard, another shooter to kind of help them um, fill out this roster, because with that top end, those two bigs, up in the front court, they can really beat up teams and play big, unlike uh, many teams in the league now. An extra little yeah. side note here, I would like to say what a waste, a complete waste of one of the best point guards in the NBA, Kemba Walker, Walker in Charlotte. He, uh, his, yeah. his prime is just being wasted in Charlotte on terrible yep. teams. Yep. He is so good every night. His step back is legendary. Um you know, and the excitement that he brings. I would love to have him in New York with the Knicks. Um, all that, the energy that he brings to the Garden would just be incredible. But, you know, this early season, you know, if they had a better record, we'd be talking about Kemba Walker as MVP candidate. He's been that good for this team. Yep. Um, and even though they're one game under 500, they currently sit in the seventh spot. Um, just want to throw that out there. Shout out to Kemba. Yo, I, I, I hope you can get out of Charlotte. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that. Um, I was just looking, you know, NBA 2K on their social media. They advertise, like, changes that they make in player ratings. And mm-hmm. I think they dropped Kemba, like, two points. And I was like, wow. for like for what? How? How can you possibly wow. do that with the season that he's having? That just kind of made me think, though. I would, um, thinking about teams that are trade away, I really think Detroit is a, is a solid star yeah. point point guard away. Um, um, from from knocking on that on that uh, on that door of a dark horse, and um, yeah. if if Detroit could find a way, you know, move a couple mountains, get Kemba and get a solid wing, oh, maybe man. maybe a package that includes Kemba and Batum, 
Uh, well, I I know, but he's been he's, the corpse of Nick. <laughs> he's had some he's had some productive moments, and he's still a guy that I think you put him in a winning scenario, um, and you can rejuvenate him. So, but yeah, we're we're not putting all our eggs in the Nicholas Batum basket, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but man, either way, get Kemba, and I, I think you'll see some things happen for um for for Detroit. So. Yeah, Kemba is. A, I mean, he's another guy that I would I would like to see play next to LeBron as well. Um, mm. You know, his ability as a spot up shooter and as a guy late in games that is a killer in the fourth quarter. Not afraid um, of the moment. No, he's not. Absolutely not afraid of the moment. Um, you know, he, he could play a very similar role to Kyrie. Kyrie who yep. played next to LeBron, um, and LeBron can kind of you know let him do his thing, let him cook, and and you know one on one, you know, Kyrie, uh, excuse me. Kemba is right up there with, you know, anybody in terms of isolation play um, and being able to make something and, and make a play. So, um, I, man, I want to get Kemba somewhere else so much because so I want to root for him. But Charlotte is so bad. <laughs> if, if Kemba can bring up that corner three percentage, like, I think yeah. he's good. He's weird. Like, he's good from one corner and he's like 10% worse from the other. Like, that's, that's strange. Mm. But, yeah, man, that that'd be dope, too. Well, there's. We'll do one more little quick take here. Justin Fields, uh, former number one overall quarterback coming out of high school, currently um, at Georgia, allegedly is about to transfer from Georgia. Um, and the three teams he's looking at: Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Florida State. Your Seminoles, Ian. Um, <laughs> which team do you think needs him the most? Where do you think he'll end up? So, um, this is an interesting story, you know, and just, you know, getting more information. Of course, you know, the coaching staff is like, no, no, no. He hasn't told us definitely that he's leaving. He's just exploring the possibility. Uh, but it is, it's important, you know, get a number one recruit. That's, a um, that, that's really, you know, taking, taking a look at some things and didn't want us, you know, be behind Jake Fromm apparently. So, I he came there knowing Jake Fromm was there. He knew, I mean, Jake Fromm didn't just emerge, <laughs> but uh, but you know he could do uh, you know the route that we talked about in, in last week's pod for our listeners take take a listen back uh, or was it last week or the week before we did talk about um, the Oklahoma uh, come you know, on the, the come pipeline on over to the factory. So, so he could transfer to Texas only to transfer to OU, <laughs> <laughs> and that would get him some uh, some instant success. But it's interesting that he's looking at Ohio State because I don't think Haskins has declared. And uh, from what I've seen, he's uh, he's had some tweets or some things that indicated that he's not going to declare for the draft and that he'll he'll be coming back for one more year. So. Here's my hot take. If Justin Herbert doesn't come out, Dwayne Haskins is coming out for 100%. He's coming out. He'll be the number one quarterback easy. You think so? Absolutely. If Justin mm-hmm. Herbert comes out, he's probably the number two. If Herbert doesn't come out, come out he's the number one quarterback ticket, period. Interesting. Well, I don't know. Um, it would be interesting if he did – if he does end up transferring, then I'd probably say he'd probably end up at Florida State. They need help so badly. Um, but Ian Seminoles. Right. Um, or, I mean, if Haskins leaves, I just don't know what type of recruiter Ryan Day is going to be. Um, but I, he may, if Haskins does leave, he may just go with Tate Martell because that's their second guy um, who, you know, hasn't proven anything yet but who knows who knows what could happen but um yeah I mean I don't see him going to Ohio State for for the most part um Oklahoma I could see especially if Kyler goes um so he's gone yeah so I could definitely see Oklahoma I could see Florida State before I see Ohio State and since he is a freshman he's not a um graduate transfer he would have to sit out a year Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that that makes a difference. Yep. That which definitely makes means, a difference. Which then means he would have to trust a, a Ryan Day type of guy if he went to Ohio State 
and we don't know much about Ryan Day except the fact that he did coach Ohio State well uh, when Urban uh, was suspended. So, and I don't think I, I don't know if Ohio State was even in his. He's from Georgia, which is another interesting part of this. Um, leaving his his home state school, um, I believe Florida State was in his final his final two. Um, yeah, I'm thinking Florida State makes sense to me. They need a quarterback. They yeah. have a couple already there. Um, he could, you know, sit back, learn the system for a year, um, and then save um, Willie Taggart's job. Yeah, because <laughs> he may be gone, man. He may be yeah. gone, which, uh, listen to me. Listen to me. I said this earlier today. I don't know why it came to my mind, but could you imagine if Urban took a year out, Taggart got fired? <laughs> And Urban Meyer. <laughs> Wait, do, then, oh. if Justin Fields is there, then it's possible because then he has a quarterback. Got to have a quarterback. Oh my go goodness! There. I just thought oh, about man. it. I'm just like my man. heart feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Suddenly, my family doesn't need me at home anymore. I feel so good right now. <laughs> Oh, Braxton Miller? Oh, yeah. I think, I think my heart feels good, Doc. Been <laughs> <laughs> working out? <laughs> what is this oh, Tebow, bill of health that I found? <laughs> oh, Tebow, you leaving? Oh, yeah, you guys, I need to spend more time with my family. They really need me right now. Oh, um, God. <laughs> so we're nearing the end of our show, but you guys know how we like to end this with our parting words. Keith, give us your parting words for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to give a shout out to one Mr. Damian Williams, because Damian oh, Williams, when Spencer Ware got hurt and many of us fantasy owners needed a player to step up and give us a great performance, you turned in a performance of 30 points in PPR and I am going to the championship because of you. So I just want to say thank you, Damian Williams. I know the Dolphins overlooked you and didn't see value in you, but I'm so grateful the Chiefs had you. Yes, God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, no, but for real, man, shout out to him, man. He, he uh, Listen, I end up winning in convincing fashion, but still uh, it's because of his 30-point performance. So I am so appreciative of him. Thank you very much. That whole take, all I could see was like this this decal of Damian Williams with an American flag behind him, and they're just playing like this marching music because you just made that man an American hero. Well, he was my hero, if even just for one you, week. There you, it need is. To, you need to you need the Kareem Hunt. We gotta have Hunt. a take on what what's gonna happen with Kareem Hunt. Is he gonna get a, is he gonna get another opportunity next year or what? Absolutely yes. not. Absolutely not next year. Nope. I think he will. Nope. That tape will be on the internet every second of every day if he gets another job tomorrow. Who's? No. No way. Not somebody. Somebody. Somebody's gonna roll the dice next somebody's year. Do it. I think maybe so. in two years. Not next year. No I, way. I, I would not be surprised if you see it halfway through the season next year. Kareem Hunt nope. on somebody's roster. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, what I was gonna say is that you need to thank Kareem Hunt for taking the hits. So that oh, no, Damian I couldn't Williams go that far. Play. I couldn't oh, go that far. Oh, Ian, Malcolm. give us your parting words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Malcolm. Oh, no. Um, oh, my Lord. I want to uh, oh, I want to shout out uh, a list of people here. I want to shout out um, Keith Sweat, uh, oh, R. Kelly, oh. Raphael Sadiq, Smokey Robinson. Uh, okay. Usher Raymond, Genuine, right. Music Soul Child. Okay, now this is starting to get random now. Lionel Richie, <laughs> Maxwell, Chris <Hello>. Brown, <laughs> even Avant. I, I, I want to <laughs> shout out You have Tyrese, four minutes, Ian. Ian, you Jamie have four Fox. minutes. <laughs> okay, because Jay all Holiday. of you, all of you, all of you. Ain't no valet and Gucci, baby. Ain't no, ain't no valet and Gucci. All of you are on the top are on the greatest, are on the on the king list before one Jackies. I don't know <laughs> where this clown came from. I mean, listen, apparently the ladies love him. He's having success. Hey, kudos to you. 
But man, y'all stop blowing this cat's head up because he's making himself look foolish talking about he's the king of R&B. There is, I, I can't tell you how long this line is. There is an infinite number amount of, of people. There are no name people on Instagram that that are on the <laughs> king list before he is. So my my parting words are to the insanity of Jaquez. Please stop the madness. You know, keep doing your little croon thing. E e e e e e e. Keep doing, keep doing that, but please stop talking about being the king of R and B. Oh man, that's it. His, his name is Jaquez, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Never, yeah, I never, <laughs> never fix your mouth to talk about the king. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Long live the king. Oh my gosh. Um, my parting words are going to go to James Dolan. James, please sell the Knicks, please. That's it. That's all I got. Sell the Knicks, please. Diddy, can we? Can we get a can we get a bid together for the Knicks? Diddy, Jay Z, a joint bid for the Knicks would be great. Just please, can we just can we just do this right? As long as he That's does it. his own farewell concert at the Garden. JD and the Straight Shot live <laughs> in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> oh gosh! We'll name it the we'll name it the the uh, Orange and Blue album and just get out of here. Still no encore. Let's do it. Um, that's it. That's all I got. All right, guys. So, like I said, this is our last regular episode of the year. You may or may not be getting a college football preview before the end of the year. We'll see. But anyway, that's it. An end of another episode of the 3-in-1 Podcast. The last episode of 2018 from Cleveland, Ohio. Ian Lamont Morgan. Thank you. We love y'all. From Cincinnati, Ohio, Keith Turner Jr. New year coming. Marvin Lewis better be gone. <laughs> and here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. From our family to yours, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the 3 in 1 podcast. We'll see you all next time. Jesus is the reason. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>